Hello, my name is Juan Vitas. I'm the founder and host of Winning on Wednesday. WOW is a virtual network platform that brings together between 50 to 80 members weekly to share ideas, discuss their business, and to get to know each other. We encourage the building of relationships before doing business. As I often say, people do business who they know, like, and trust. And today's guest, I know for many years, is a, is a personal friend of mine, and, and I'm, I have an honor to introduce him, is Ray Schweppes. How are you, Schweppes? How you doing, Ray? I'm doing well, Juan, and the honor's all mine. Thank you very much. I'm, yeah. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, thank you. Uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself. So um, I guess the uh, best way to start is uh, I've been married for 27 years. I have three daughters, uh, age 21, 14, and 12. I have four women in the house, and I have one bathroom, so I'm no stranger to challenges and overcoming them. Um I'm 33 years working in the financial services and, and banking industry, uh, focused on Long Island. I'm a lifelong Long Islander, and uh, I enjoy reading, creative writing, concerts, films. Uh, I also have two radio shows that I host, uh, Tower Talk Business Radio, co-hosted with Denisha Boston Hill, uh, where we interview top business leaders in the industry, and, uh, and Sonic Cinema, uh, which is uh, where I DJ movie music both on uh, 90.3 WHPC, the NAS Community College radio station. So uh, I guess that's a little bit about me. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. Thank you. And and uh, just so people don't know, Ray and I know each other for many, many years, as I mentioned. And I always say people yes. know who they know, like and trust. Um, but I know you since like Wachovia Bank. I, the, I remember you in Wachovia. You, you used to work for Wachovia Bank. Right. Yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, it was many, many years ago. That's to, just to you know let people know. I do remember you from that from that time. Believe it or not. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That goes, yeah. <laughs> that goes way back. Exactly. So, but you know, it's it's interesting because we would run each other into network events and all the time, and and that's how you you know you really get to know people. And and here we are. And you interviewed me too on your radio as well when when I had ran for office. You you interviewed me. That was great. And. I'm over here returning the favor now. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for that. And you were a great guest. Yeah. Oh, you have a, a wonderful story yourself. I had a fun time with you and your co host. It was amazing. It was great. So, now it's my turn. So, tell me about what, what I'd like to start the meeting is where we, where it all began. You know, tell mm-hmm. me about, about, and, and it's all business related, obviously. Mm-hmm. And tell me what your mom and dad do, did for a living. What did mom and dad do for a living? Sure. Well, uh, my dad, he worked for IBM uh, for 30 plus years. Oh, wow. Uh, he, yeah, he began, you know, working when computers were the size of a large room, kind of like the the Whopper in the movie War Games. If, uh, yeah, I'm yeah, I remember myself. that. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> Shall we play a game? Yes. <laughs> yep. Um, so and my my mom uh, was a teacher before she uh, she left to raise me and my brothers. So, uh, Ray, I have a confession to make and yes, I'm, t- I'm going to tell all the listeners. I am a closeted nerd. I the War Games was one of my favorite movies in the eighties. So I remember the pterodactyl, dactyl, you remember the flying pterodactyl. Like that, that was the, my favorite part of the scene of the movie. You know the, the remote control pterodactyl. I don't oh, even remember okay. that. I'm trying yeah, to think. I'm like, where War was Game. that? Yeah. Well, you see, you see, you got to do the movie though. <laughs> yeah, I have to watch it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, no, there's a scene where he has a remote control flying pterodactyl, which was pretty cool. I thought it was amazing. I was like, wow. I just, I always wa- fascinated with things that flew. You know, so I always wanted like, a remote control a helicopter and all that stuff. But you know, Sweet. I got a I got a drone, and and to be honest with you, I never used it. Uh, it just it, the novelty wore off when you get older. As you get older, when you're young, you're you're excited, you want these things. But when you get older, you get 
you know, you could afford these things and they're not as what they used to be as a kid. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. so tell us as a kid, what did you want it to be to, when you wanted to grow up? So um, I guess with my dad, you working at IBM, he used to bring home the computer parts. So it was pretty cool. Sometimes he'd come on with keyboards and monitors that no longer were working. And uh, I used to pretend that I was Captain Kirk or Han Solo or Flash Gordon. So they're, they're who I wanted to be when I grew up. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, well, I was uh, not a closeted nerd. I was pretty wide open about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I was, you know, the, ki- the kids I was hanging out with, they're too cool for that, you know. That's, uh, but I, I love that. I love comic books. And, and uh, you know, even I'll tell you something. You're going to love this. I used to subscribe to Fangoria magazine. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, you know, I used to be into the horror movies and all that stuff. But then it, again, I just wore off a lot of this stuff. It was probably I was just going through these trends and stuff, I guess, you know. And to, to, tell me a little bit about the role models, your role models, uh, besides Flash Gordon and and, and, <laughs> and, <laughs> well, and Captain Kirk. Who are the who were other like uh, role models that inspired you? Any any uh, I mean, uh, any any novelists, any people, any pop- people that inspired you today? Yeah, I found inspiration in a lot of different places. Certainly, uh, I mean, the stuff that I liked, the stuff I enjoyed, like the comic books and science fiction and what I read um, had a lot of strong both male and female uh, leaders that I could look up to with great qualities. Um, But I would say my first role model over my years, it was my my parents. Um, And it kind of evolved as I evolved. uh, Right. You know, you look up to different people. Um, Moved on to my father-in-law, who was a retired uh, narcotics detective, um and he you know he had a heart attack on the job and he still found a way to raise uh four daughters and uh build up real estate and i looked up to him uh for what he did um i have a boss who i greatly respect um who i work for at jovia and so he's somebody that i kind of model a lot of my decisions after um i read and listen a lot you know so um i'm a big fan of ryan holiday and i would say right now He's somebody that is is a role model for me right now with uh, his daily stoic and daily dat podcasts and and uh, you know he shares a lot of uh, high standards that we can strive for. Absolutely, absolutely, and 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 tell us. Um, um I mean, yeah, I, I'm I'm curious about your hobbies and, and your interests. I know you <laughs> we spoke about a little bit of that, and uh, I know you recommended me one time. It was uh, was at MonsterCom, and I went there and I had a blast. So thank you for that recommendation, by the way. Oh, you got it. No, my pleasure. Those those autograph conventions are a lot of fun because you get to meet a lot of celebrities. And uh, I still keep up with those. Um, you know, like you said, I, it's not that I buy so much stuff because, uh, you know, different when we were kids. But, uh, you know, right now, I, my hobbies are really uh, reading. I love concerts um, and I love movies. I'm a big Stephen King fan, so I'm reading fairy tale right now uh, by Stephen King. So and I love movie scores, which is why I DJ that radio show sonic cinema so that's those are my hobbies right now oh wow and and i like i like uh i was so jealous because you got a picture of john carpenter uh so right you met john carpenter is that was correct was that correct yes yeah i met I was, him we saw him in concert twice uh when he came around with uh, with a band and uh met him at monster mania a yeah. uh, autograph con right around halloween it was a great time to meet him 
Yeah, then I was like, wow, the guy, I mean, he's so many great movies. And uh, one of my favorites movie was Escape from New York, you know. So that was, you know, with uh, with uh, Kurt Russell. Oh, that's a and, classic. Yeah. yeah. And then Big <laughs> big Trouble, was it Big Trouble in Little China, right? Didn't he do that or no? Yeah. That was somebody, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't realize that that was another of my favorite movies. So I'm a big John Carpenter fan. And you wouldn't know that. <laughs> those are fun movies you know uh very very cool stuff and he was a he was a very cool guy to to meet and talk with and and ray just to let you know out of your hobbies because i you know we I, we we follow each other on social media everything i always see that you, you you're bringing back the 80s movies to your kids and i just started doing that too last week we watched gremlins it was great i'm looking forward to you know bringing back all the 80 movies it revisits my my youth too and it's nice and all of this started with uh a stranger things you know because my kids were into stranger things and that's yes. bringing back the 80s and all that stuff so for me it was just like a revisiting you know like the the 80s when i watch these movies like like, like wow that was the, the that was the car i used to drive like that thing you know like that was my first car <laughs> like you know like wow like it was pretty cool to see pe- you know the movie again and and the quality is so good too you know it's not your tv you know vhf or uhf you know what is that you know the, 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 the quality is amazing it's high like hd quality with these movies they remastered a lot of these great movies from the 80s yeah they look like they were made yesterday Correct, correct. So that's that's uh, it's really amazing. So um, tell us about you. What did you um, what did you go to school for? What did you major in? So I majored in uh, economics. I mean, I started at NASA Community College. I really wasn't too sure what I wanted to do as far as a career. Um, I wasn't very good in school. I had trouble paying attention. Um, and I decided that NASA Community College kind of made sense because it wasn't as expensive and, uh, you know, I could help kind of find my way. So I really attribute NASA Community College to helping me figure out what it was I wanted to do. I took a class uh, in banking and I had just started as a teller uh, part time at Roosevelt Savings Bank in New Hyde Park. Um, and I was doing very well there. And then they said to me, hey, you know, if you go full, you know, you should go full time with us and then you'll be making a better salary. And I said, well, I still am going to school. And they said, well, if you go full time and you just go at night. Uh, we'll pay for your school uh, as long as you get A's or, you know, B's, you get 75%, A's, you get 100%. So I went from being a C student to being a uh, dean's list student very quickly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, that's that's kind of where I started with school in, in economics. That's where I found my calling. And then uh, I switched over to NYIT in Old Westbury. Uh, I, you know, stayed on the dean's list and I graduated magna cum laude. And uh, again, I attribute a lot of that to um, Roosevelt Savings Bank and also to uh, NASA Community College. You know, I uh, I went to NASA Community College and uh, to, to your point, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I went for liberal arts. And I think that was probably the best yeah. thing that I did when I went to NASA Community College. Uh, I went for liberal arts because you get your prerequisites out of the way. You get your 101s, your math 101s, your English and all that stuff. You're going to need all that stuff for any you know, degree that you're going to go for. And, um, you know, and, and I wasn't a good student either when I was in high school. In fact, I failed the Regents uh, math and so much so that I didn't even get my Regents diploma because I failed it by one point. But then uh, I came and went to school for computer programming and I needed calculus and I needed all that. But I applied myself later on in life and I got a B in calculus. So I was really proud of myself because I was a person who hated math like a passion mm-hmm. and avoided it like the plague. I ended up getting a B in calculus. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's 
it, it's amazing when you find that motivation, whatever that is. And and again, I'm very grateful to Nassau Community College. I'm a strong advocate for them because I feel like a lot of parents send their kids off and they spend so much money in college. And as you said, you can get your prerequisites pretty much anywhere. You can graduate with the liberal arts degree, transfer the credits, yep. and then you're not in debt. And yep. Yep. People, I went to look at where you graduated from, you know, the four year school. They're not necessarily looking at, oh, well, you went to Nassau College. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but they'll they'll see, oh, I was a graduate from MYIT, you know, so it's yeah. uh, I think it's an it, important thing to advocate for. Absolutely. And from Nassau Community College, I owe all, uh, pretty much all my credits transferred to Farmingdale State you know, uh, College. So when I went yeah. to Farmingdale College and I did two years, so I did two years in Nassau and two years in, in, in um, uh, Farmingdale university at that time and um it was uh it was great and and i got a lot of great people great friends at uh nasa community college as yourself uh i know dr garden uh i'm friends yes. with dr garden and jerry cornbooth uh, uh jerry cornbooth as well he's, he's a good friend of mine as well so i know these he's so these people but you get to know them through networking and you know it's it's just really amazing how you get to know people you know so it's pretty it's pretty cool and and it's amazing so hopefully i'll get to have them on the show eventually um <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh so tell us when you uh you know you so you made your career mostly in banking right mm -hmm. and um yeah. Tell us a little bit about that, your your journey in the banking world. How has that been? So, I mean, it, it, the journey has definitely been a um, it's been a it's been a wonderful journey for me overall. There's been ups and downs for sure. Um, you know, I wasn't making the money that I wanted to make in Long Island banking, uh, doing what I was doing. I love working for Roosevelt Savings Bank. They're a great company to work for. Um, but, you know, I was getting married, needed to make more money. So I um, I explored opportunities and found TIACREF and I worked in the city for 11 years. Uh, great company to work for. Um, really loved working at TI. I loved my time there. Um, went out on my own and I worked as a life insurance guy, uh, commission okay. only. Very tough, you know, and it was a big learning step for me in what the difference is because I did great at TIACREF, but I had clients that were coming to me that were already part of a portfolio. It's different when you're developing your own, right? Um, so it was very hard. And then I had recruiters calling me from banking in Long Island and I returned to banking in Long Island for that, um, stability. Um, but I, I got tired of kind of changing shingles every couple of years, uh, because that's what happens in the banking industry. When you're working for commercial banks, um, unless you're lucky enough to ascend the ranks very quickly, it's, uh, you know, you wind up working in an area, kind of saturate the area, and then you got to move on. Um, and often that means changing shingles if you want to do well. Uh, the financial meltdown hit in 2008, 2009, and I really started to question if I had made the right decision to go into banking, and I was considering a career change. And uh, I was a member at NEFQ at the time, which became Jovia later, of course, where I work now. And uh, this was 13 years ago. I walked into the branch, and I was doing my banking, and I was joking with the guys saying, hey, you know, it's too bad, you know, Credit unions don't do business banking because that's what I do. And, I, you know, you'd be very lucky to have me work for you, like joking around. They said, well, actually, we, we do do business banking. And I said, you do? I said, are you hiring for that area? And they said, well, yeah, we're, you know, we're trying to find our way with us. I said, listen, I got my resume in the car. Can I speak with somebody? Wow. And they brought me in. I met with uh, Kelly Carey, who's our recruiter now, uh, you know, still there. And uh, I went to her that she gave me the opportunity to speak with someone and I spoke with the person who was my boss. She brought me up to the CEO and basically I was hired the next day um, running business banking at Jovia. 
Wow, it's it's truly amazing. And if a lot of people don't know, I I'm, I've also been a uh, member of of, of Nefki for many many years, and it took me a while for me to get to the name Jovia. And now I get it. I understand why you guys did that. Uh, you want to explain the I, I I heard the reason why, but do you want to explain why the name change from sure. uh, Nefki to Jovia? Sure. Well, with credit unions and banks, so credit unions are owned by their members. So, you know, we work for you as the member. Um, everything that we do is focused on the member in terms of, you know, like they're our boss. They, they own a piece of the cooperative. They own a share in the credit union. We're not working to generate income to please shareholders that are outside of the credit union. Um, and that's our model as opposed to the banks. Uh, so a lot of folks who, you know, were with NEFQ, you know, for us to change the color scheme and the marketing to Jovi, it was a, it was quite a big switch and it took a little getting used to. The reason that we did it, quite frankly, is because if we stayed as NEFQ, stayed just with educators, our core base of educators means so much to us, the, the members who are there who are educators, and we still um, you know, are very much focused on developing for that group. Um, but for us to maintain competitiveness and, and to maintain higher rates on deposits and lower rates on loans and better services, we really need to expand and to grow and to keep up with the competition and surpass them. So we focused on what it was that we could do to be different from our competitors and, um, and to continue to grow in the marketplace to benefit those members and as well as gain new ones. So yeah, for us to expand, it was really necessary, you know. And just to give you an example, if I'm out in Manhattan and I'm doing a commercial mortgage and I say I'm doing it for NEFQ, they're going to ask me what that stands for. And I used to say, oh, well, it's like GEICO. I mean, it doesn't, you know, government employee insurance agents, you know, government employee insurance company, you know, but it's, you know, it's GEICO. It doesn't really matter now, you know. Same yeah. thing with NEFQ. We were NASA educators. But as soon as they heard NASA educators, they would think and pigeonhole us. Correct. No, everybody had the uh, interpret the perception that you had to be a teacher and educated to join the credit union. That's is, is So the fact that you guys name change it and open it to everybody. It's, it's truly amazing and, and it's wonderful to see that. And I've been a longtime member of Jovia and to see uh, people, uh, you know, to have my friends uh that the lime green card to see that card every time i'm like <laughs> oh man that's awesome it brings a smile you know it's a bright day of jovia it brings a smile to my face every day every time i see those car the green cards because you know it, a lot of people don't know this but uh, a lot of credit unions have have non-for-profits and as a non-for-profits mm -hmm. that you the, you know they work for their members and, and a lot of the other banks are for you know for profit so to your point they care about their members so it's a it's a little bit more uh of a community i think with credit unions and culture as well because it, they care it's caring culture yes yeah entirely it's we're focused on that member and look if the member is not happy with my service they can go right to our website and contact my ceo and contact our chairman um because you know again they are they are the focus of everything that we do when we sit around our executive boardroom and talk about making decisions the member is who we're focused on. How is this decision impacting the members? Is it putting them in a space where they'll be financially successful? That's the most important part of any decision we make. 
And you know what? And, and like in any any type of relationship, it hasn't been perfect. You know, we've like you said, we've had ups and downs. But I got to be honest, I've been very like the the thing that really made me stick to Jovia was the people. I love the people. I've I've I developed a relationship just like you, but with other people in the branches and get to know their names. And it's just that that feeling, you know, that the, the love that you get, you know, and that's why I would never want to go away to no other, you know, nowhere else. I wouldn't want to do business with Jovia because it's that love that you get when you get, you greeted at the door. It's just the customer experience. That's what's different. And that's what's lacking now in the world today with AI and automation. You go to CVS, you go to shopping center, it's auto checkout, you know, but it's yes. all about the customer experience. It, that's lacking. And people that recognize that, there are nowhere else to make a lot of money. <laughs> yep, it's true. And look, we're focused on innovation. There's a certain amount of automation that I think uh, folks who are banking today that they're looking for. So it's, you know, it's something that we incorporate, but we never lose focus on, well, how do we keep that service personalized? We have a unique teller setup where we have, it's kind of like an indoor drive through in that, you know, we are dealing with people on video screens, but the personalities that develop, it's its interesting. We have folks who are asking for specific tellers because they like working with that teller. So you still build those relationships. And of course, we have people at our concierge desk um, and we have our member service representatives. So there's always a personal touch as well as, you know, the automation for those who are looking for it. And, and uh, as I often say, people do business with people they know, like and trust. And uh, I have to tell you, those ATMs, I'm in love with those ATMs. They're brand new. Uh, they're very sophisticated. They they look futuristic. I'm like, wow, I was blown away when I saw those ATMs. Yep, yep. And uh, they're called ITMs. Uh, ITMs, the, okay. <laughs> okay. No, that's okay. Um, and the main difference is because you can use it like an ATM, but you can also use it, um, you know, and, and work with a teller, work with an actual human being. Is the I stand for information or I? IT. I never uh, heard of it. I never heard of it before. Believe it or not. So, but is it really intelligent television? Oh yes, I... it it makes sense. Yes, yeah. I everything. think that's yeah. what it means. Yes. Yeah. Don't yeah. quote me. <laughs> no, it's okay. No worries. We're, we're not going to hold it to you. But <laughs> but the thing is, it's just truly amazing that you you know that with with the technology that you guys have, it's just and 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 by the way, the uh, when you walk into any branch, particularly the headquarters, you guys did a tremendous makeover. And it looks so modern, so futuristic. It feels like I'm at, at, at an Apple store. <laughs> yeah, that's where we're going for. We really wanted to show folks that, you know, hey, we we have we still have the people. We still are very focused on personal service, but we're also we're striving to be innovative in what we're doing. So uh, and giving people that warm, welcoming feeling, but also that kind of like an awesome like, wow, we're you know, we're really advancing. Uh, we want people to feel that as well. Wow. Uh, now we're at our uh, halfway part mark of our meeting, and this is the time where I would like to um, ask you for any information that you'd like to uh, share with a, a business owner to make them better. I like to call this piece the uh, the wow golden nugget. Um, are there any advice, a piece of advice that you would like to give to our listeners? Sure, sure. Well, uh, the first thing I would say is that, you know, it, and you hear this all the time, but uh, sometimes we forget it. We have two ears and one mouth, right? So I feel like I always do best when I listen because then you're really, you know, when someone's telling you something, focus on what they're talking about. Don't worry about anything else at that moment. Live in that moment, listen to that person and see what it is. And 
don't worry about what you're going to say to that. Um, cause sometimes people, and I've, I'm guilty of it myself. You know, you're listening to someone and you want to make a nice impression or you want to show the person you're interested. So the intent is there, but you're looking for, well, what am I going to say? How am I going to jump in? Don't, don't worry about that. Just hear the person out and, you know, make sure that you actually digest what it is that they're saying to you. Um, you know, some folks are so anxious to get noticed that they'll, they'll just jump right in without actually fully listening. Uh, so I'd say that that's the the one thing that when I stick to that, I seem to do better. And um, when it comes to networking, you and I are both adver- avid networking uh, people. So uh, and it's great now that folks are doing more in person as well as in virtual, you know, because we need both uh, to connect with folks. Um, I have a rule with networking in that I don't go worrying about spreading out my cards to as many people as possible. I'll go there just purely to reconnect with folks that I already know, and I'll talk with them, catch up with them. And I'll look for whoever is in the room that might seem like maybe they're either uncomfortable or they're not speaking to anyone, you know, and they're in the corner, you know, at a table by themselves. Then I'll walk up and introduce myself. Uh, and I do that primarily to just make them feel welcome. Um, and I found that it's interesting who you meet that way, because sometimes folks just want to be left alone and that's okay. <laughs> you can kind of read that pretty quickly, uh, but oftentimes they feel uncomfortable. So you making conversation with them will bring them out of their shell. And then you can introduce them to the folks that you know. And I found that I've made some great connections that way. You know, it's not, it's not just about making the connections, but it's also just the right thing to do. It's being a good human being. Um, well, well, and it shows value too, because particularly when in, in the network world, you, as you know, it, you, you, it's like dating. You got to get to know each other before you do, do any kind of business. But it, you have to show their value. Sometimes people is all up. It's uh, takers. There's a lot of takers in in this world, and I I don't deal with takers. I only deal with people that that give and and help out others. Um, it's about givers gain and and helping about others. And yes. I think by you doing that. By helping out others, you are showing value. And so you don't need money. You don't need monetarily, you know, but by you helping others, just by information, helping out their business or anything you can do to help out a friend, that shows value. Now you have value. Now you have to replicate that over and over and and, and do that with everybody. And you'll be surprised that things will start opening and opportunities will start opening. And then before you know it, you have six companies like myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know so, so you know but that's the thing and i always say a closed mouth doesn't get fed you need to consistently be out there networking talking and and preaching to the to the choir about your business because if you're not nobody else is going to do it and a lot of people don't realize that it it takes work physical work to do it you have to go out there and do the work correct oh 100 percent. and um yeah i feel like the networking is where um it's very important. You, you have to be out there and you can do it in different ways. Uh, the way that I like networking, is, it's not just going to business events, but it's, you know, I, I found when I started working at NEFQ 13 years ago, I, I looked for organizations within the community that I felt passionate about for causes I felt passionate about. And you become involved with their planning committees and you're meeting other like-minded individuals and you're rolling up your sleeves with them and you're working towards a common cause and you're getting to know each other. You're getting to like each other. You're getting to trust each other. So what's going to happen when business comes up? Of course, they're going to come to you. Ray, you're a banker, right? Yeah. Listen, I have this client that wants this 
$5 million commercial mortgage. Is this something you can help with? And I've had opportunities come that way. And uh, it's always, it's nice because it's organic growth and it's true relationships you're building. And you're not just trying to hit them up for business. You're really doing something like, you know, um, you're, you're working towards a, a goal. Uh, you're doing, you know, you're handing out food to folks who are experiencing food insecurity at Long Island Harvest, and you're working together doing that. You're uh, working for uh, Cohen's Children's Hospital, you know, on a planning committee, and you're, you know, because you're, you care about what's happening to the, to the children who are being treated. Um, I'm a strong advocate for Leukemia Lymphoma Society for very personal reasons. And uh, again, you're working with folks who are very passionate about that. And when you do that, you know, business naturally develops and and you feel good about what you do. Yeah. And so, Ray, tell us a little bit about that, uh, uh, the, the organizations that you belong to that, that have helped people. And, and tell us about your, your story about that. Sure, sure. Well, obviously, I belong to WOW, and that's been yeah, a wonderful experience. <laughs> yes, no, I know that. Yeah. But no, so, but tell, uh, us, uh, tell us about the leukemia, and the phobia, and all sure. it, you, Yeah, all that. Yeah. Sure. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm with the, I've been working with uh, Ken Serini on the Imagine Awards since the inception. And that's opened up a world of nonprofits to me because part of what you do is you're looking to award $5,000 grants in five categories. Uh, to different nonprofits. And actually, the uh, application process is open now. So if you're a nonprofit listening, uh, I strongly advise you to look up the Long Island Imagine Awards. Uh, it's a great way to get noticed for the good work that you're doing and um, also the opportunity perhaps to to win for the grant. Um, but that gave me exposure to other organizations. And, um, you know, I've worked with the NAS Community College. I'm on their foundation board. Again, because I'm an advocate for affordable education on Long Island, um, I think everyone has a right to education, and this is the way to do it. Um, with the Leukemia Lymphoma Society, I myself am a cancer survivor. Um, wow. I'm wow. a seven-year cancer survivor now, thank goodness. Um, well, damn, wow. It's yeah, had, had a recent scare, uh, but it turned out to be nothing. It turned out to be okay. But, you know, um, around the anniversary date, you always get that little butterfly in the stomach feeling. And uh with Leukemia Lymphoma Society, the reason that I work with them, um, I attended their light the night and it it was just amazing in 2019 before the pandemic to see all these lights in uh, Eisenhower Park representing folks who are struggling with cancer, folks who are supporting people with cancer or folks who are representing folks who had passed away uh, because of cancer. And uh, Leukemia Lymphoma Society doesn't just focus on leukemia because a lot of their work it stems out to all different types of cancers and they have a very specific focus on children and how they're treated right now. Children are treated with the same medication that adults are treated oh, wow. with. And it's very strong. So it's, yeah. it's hard. There's a lot of side effects. Um, it, it really is too much for children that needs to change. My uh, niece, uh, Bella had passed away at the age of eight oh, uh, from a brain tumor. And um, you know, I, I try to honor her with the fact that I'm a survivor. Uh, I had worked with the surgeon that she worked with, actually. Um, so it, it definitely brings it home to me that children need better treatment. And Leukemia Lymphoma Society, they're putting $175 million into the work on developing better treatments for children. So I wow. strongly support them. And uh, I certainly invite folks to look me up on Facebook. Um, yes. 
you know, this and way they can they can join my team and walk with me or 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 donate and spread the news. So, I, you know, and, I certainly and, encourage that. And Ray, we're very glad and fortunate that you're still with us and you're, you're having you're not done yet. You still have a lot more to do. And yeah. um, we have, you know, and, and, and more important to educate people about this and, and the importance of it, because more and more <clears throat> you hear more cases and, 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 and it's, it affects everybody's and, and the community and everybody. So I think the more we educate, inform ourselves, the, the where you could, we could prepare ourselves for any things like this and help out others too and help out causes and, and, and also donate too, because these kids need help. You know, I, um, it pains me to hear that, you know, with these kids and, uh, um, I, I always have a soft spot for the kids. So <clears throat> If there's any place that they could make any donations or anything like that, where they could they go, uh, Ray, for that? Oh, so, yeah, I'd recommend, I mean, certainly you can just go to LLS and to the Long Island chapter and there's information there. Um, but okay. if you'd like to go directly to me, I'm on Facebook um, and my my page is listed there. Um, so certainly you can go there to either join my team or donate or or share the information. I certainly would appreciate that. Okay. Uh, and. And then, then uh, you you had mentioned the uh, radio stations, right? Do you have the other radio stations, the the two other radio stations about that? Your your, your shows, you have two other shows, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. So go ahead. You, would you like to mention about those shows? Sure thing. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Jovia is very supportive of the community, and they're they're very supportive of my endeavors in the community, and that they include uh, working with NASA Community College and the radio station. A lot of that has been good to me because it's enabled me to meet so many businesses and, and business leaders and get their stories because there's some wonderful stories out there. And Tower Talk Business Radio, uh, that stemmed from NASA Community College, from their Business Leaders Council. You know, we got together as business leaders and talked about some of the challenges we face. And I thought, there's so many good stories here. We have a radio station here. Why don't we do a show where we talk about uh, what businesses are facing? And, um, you know, it's been a great experience. I've been doing it for seven years. We have over 200 shows, uh, interviewing business leaders like yourself, one. And, yes, uh, yes, I was on. <laughs> yeah. And so we're, we look forward to doing that. It's Thursdays at three at 90.3 WHPC FM. But we're also on iHeartRadio, uh, TuneIn, Spotify. Uh, and we record the episodes as podcasts and release them after they air on Thursdays. Oh, that's um, excellent. Yeah, the Sonic Cinema one is just more of a personal thing. I enjoy movies, like I said, huge nerd. And, mm -hmm. you know, I love movie soundtracks. So uh, I play themed shows every week. Uh, this week coming up, we just did Virgo directors. So directors who were born in September. Um, and uh, this week, uh, what am I working on this week? Um, we did Back to School. I'm blanking out on what I'm doing this week, actually. Mm -hmm. So, oh, Martin Scorsese. We're doing a tribute to Martin Scorsese. So something new every week. That's cool. Now we're gonna. Uh, how how do we hear that, or where do we? How do we get to find that show? Yeah, easiest way is if you have Alexa, just say Alexa, listen, uh, play WHPC, and it'll come on. Uh, I am on Sundays at seven for Sonic Cinema, and Thursdays at three for Tower Talk. Uh, you can also find us on iHeartRadio if you type in WHPC um tune in same way um tower talk is available as a podcast so you can find them on apple Podcasts, spotify um you know anywhere any good pl pl platform that you uh, listen to your podcasts on no well thank you and and finally um i i like to leave the last uh section of our meetings is uh the services uh can you tell us a little bit about the services about uh jovia what they offer 
Sure, sure. I wouldn't be able to do the work that I do in the community if it wasn't for Jovia's support. Uh, they strongly support and recognize, you know, going out into the community um, and the products and services that we offer on the commercial banking side, which is what I represent. It's a full suite of all the banking services uh, and products. Folks don't realize that a credit union works in this space. And if you're looking for a commercial mortgage or if you're fed up with fees or if you need access to credit, you can come into one of our branches or check us out online at www.jovia.org um, or contact me, uh, 516-289-2409. That's my cell phone, my personal cell phone. So you can call or text me. Um, again, everything that a commercial bank offers, Jovia offers that. And um, we're well known for our push for innovation, as we talked about. Um, the feedback on our home equity products uh, and our no overdraft checking on the consumer side has been uh, very positive. Uh, we've been you know, gaining a lot of membership because of how well we work with our home equity uh, line of credit products. Um, you know, they're the lowest rates and uh, best service and, you know, quick closing. So, you know, again, everything you want from a bank, the credit union offers and the difference is that we work for you. So I'm not looking to charge fees on you from you and then pass it off to a shareholder. You are the shareholder. We, you know, we give you that benefit in the terms of uh, higher rates on deposits and lower rates, lower rates on loans. Yeah, those HELOCs, HELOCs, uh, great rates on the HELOCs loans. But um, what I was going to say, the we, you know, winning on Wednesday, my company, my new company, my new LLC had opened an account with jo Jovia Financial Credit Union. So yes, I'm, so thank yes, you. No, my, it's my pleasure. And actually, I have uh, two other businesses with uh, uh, with the credit union. So it's uh, it's my pleasure to to do business banking and uh it's 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 a, it's a truly an honor to grow with Jovia, uh, and see that and, and 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 you know with with people too. Again, it's it's about the people, and and the caring people that that you grow with with the service. Um, it's, it's truly amazing, and and I'm really honored to 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 be a member of Jovia Financial Credit Union. Well, thank you, and we're we're so glad to have you as a member. We appreciate all of our members. As I said, we're in business to work for you. And um, that's, that's the main difference in everything that we do. All right. Really, Ray, thank you for sharing your story. And, uh, and again, can you please, please tell our listeners the best way to contact you? Sure. So best way to contact me directly is my cell phone. It's 516-289-2409. Call or text. Um, email is rschwetz. That's R-S-C-H. W E T Z at Jovia, J O V I A dot org. Uh, and certainly, if you just want to check out our website just to see what products and services we offer and how it can be a resource to you, it's www.jovia.org. Okay. Well, thank you. That's all for today's uh, WOW, uh, wow podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed today's guest as much as we enjoyed it. Uh, please keep on checking for the channel for inspiring stories and discussions to help out other your business to grow. And if you'd like to become a member of Winning on Wednesday, simply go to uh, www.winningonwednesday.com, scroll to the first time guest button and follow the directions. And I hope to see you in our next meeting. Thank you, Ray, for today, for our interview. Thank you so much, Juan. Pleasure being here.